Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of the Frisco Report. Today, we're going to be covering the latest happenings, obviously, at training camp and as well some other news that has come out today. So lots of great news, lots of topics to go. What's going on, Mike? How's it going tonight? What's going on, Joe? Football's back. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, lots to talk about, guys. So what we're going to do, we're going to hit the hot topics of the day and we'll break down each uh, news bit. And obviously the biggest one here, Mike, we're going to talk about here is uh, Joe McCoy. So let's take a look at this. Shout out to everybody in the chat box. Appreciate everybody that's joining here live. If you catch this on the replay, make sure you hit like. And first news of the day, Mike, we're talking the release of uh, Joe McCoy. They waived him. Okay. So apparently they had a specific deal in his contract. If he had a quad injury, he would get an injury settlement or waive on injury. So he is keeping his signing bonus at $3 million uh, with hopes that, you know, he can come back in 2021, according to Stephen Jones. And I think the interest is mutual from Gerald McCoy. So what's your thoughts on this, Mike? How do you feel about this? Yeah, uh, you know, myself included, we got, we get caught up in a lot of NFL business. And we forget sometimes that it is a business. The Dallas Cowboys save – 3.5 million, <clears throat> even injured, uh, injured reserve waiving him, right? And so, uh, you know, the cap space next year could have some implications of not that much money, right? So cutting him was a smart move for both sides. He got a million dollars for every practice he attended, Joe. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Literally $3 million just to practice – uh, two without pads, one with pads, right? So, you know, I, I think it's fair for both ends, and there's no hard feelings. If, if if there's mutual business there to bring him back, which Gerald McCoy was super excited to be part of the Dallas Cowboys, and he talked to the Cowboy Nation as if he's been on this football team for 10 years. So there's mutual agreement there for him to come back, which is great. But NFL business, three-and-a-half cap saving – Three million dollars to attend three practices. It's a win-win for both sides. Maybe he can he maybe he can come back. Yeah, so that's where that's at, man. So at first, at first glance, you're kind of like, oh, this is ice cold and everything. But once you get the the rest of the story and everything that that comes with it, you know, you can kind of see where it's at. So Cowboys do have some more money here in the war chest if they want to make another acquisition uh, to fill that spot. You know, so we'll see what they do there. I'm pretty sure we'll probably see another. Uh, addition here possibly at defensive tackle we'll, we'll see um, but you do have the young guys in waiting and we'll discuss that a little bit further here so um, the other item of news the other big news of the day guys and this this kind of came towards the end of the day and that is the go to goats all right and we're talking about I mean we're talking about one of the best that's ever played one of the best that's ever put the star on his helmet all right, and we're talking about the one and only Drew Pearson. Okay, so we found out today that uh, that they came out and he was the only senior player that was nominated for the Hall of Fame. So this pretty much seals the deal. He will be in the Hall of Fame um, unless something crazy <laughs> happens. But usually what happens here, if you have like two of these guys on the senior committee and they've been nominated, those guys usually get in. So there was conversation that it was going to be Drew Pearson and Coach Flores, uh, but it was just 
it was only Drew Pearson. So this is uh this has been years in the making, decades in the making. You know, one of the best from the seventies and the last one of those, you know, teams to get in there. You know, we saw the heartbreak that he had last offseason. It was very gut wrenching. But to get this nomination, Mike, big news for the Cowboys and Drew Pearson. What, what's your take here on this, Mike? It's it's like you said. It's it was long overdue, Joe. Uh, Drew, Drew Pearson. Um, you know the the guy, seven thousand eight hundred twenty-two career yards, forty-eight career touchdowns, and they didn't play that many games in, in the seventies like they do now. Uh, they only played fourteen regular season games, half of. Drew Pearson's career. So if he had a couple more games, he could have had multiple, multiple thousand yards. He only had two in his career, but back in the seventies, Joe, that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, in that emotional video, he said, without me, they probably wouldn't have won three or four or five, six games. And that's very true. Uh, just because the impact, uh, that Drew Pearson had, we talk about the 88 legacy and what that is for the Dallas Cowboys and why, you know, uh, it's there. This guy right here, Drew Pearson, he started it all, Joe. And that's why C.D. Lamb's wearing 88 today. He started the tradition. He made the tradition. And now he will join a lot of, of Dallas Cowboy players and one owner um, into the Hall of Fame. It's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a very special, you know, uh, double dose of Cowboys for the Hall of Fame induction. You know, we're going to get a two for one next August with Jimmy Johnson. And now, you know, Drew Pearson is going to finally get his bust in the Hall of Fame, the elite of the elite. Well deserved. You can't you can't have Roger Staubach conversation in Super Bowls without Drew Pearson. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. Great. I'm very happy for him. All you guys make sure you follow Drew Pearson on Twitter if you haven't already. Uh, we got to get him that blue check mark. I'm I'm kind of crazy. I'm kind of I'm I I can't believe he doesn't even have a, a blue check mark on Twitter. So hit him up on Twitter, guys. And let's just talk about this real quick, right? Just a couple of drafts ago, he punked Eagle fans, right? Um and the guy's just legendary. And then when the Dallas Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper and then in the DallasCowboy.com video, Joe, Drew Pearson is bleed and 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 bleed out bleed in blood out whatever you want to call it blue and silver he told amari cooper welcome to paradise he this this is uh this is legendary and maybe in his hall of fame speech we can expect a little bit more roast of the eagles yeah i, I can't wait man I, i'm pumped about it. i'm so so happy for drew pearson uh it's a great thing here okay now let's let's uh, switch gears here back to the training cap news, guys. Here we got a lot lot to cover here. Um, so you know, you, some of you guys may be wondering what what's the latest on so and so. Have you heard anything on some of these other rookies? And we're gonna break a lot of that down here tonight. So we do have some here that we're gonna break down um, for one player in particular. Okay, and that is none other than Bradley and I. Okay, so let's talk about this, Mike. Going to break this information down. This is coming from Dave Hellman. I kept a close eye on Bradley and I today because so many of y'all have been asking. I mean, everybody has, right? Bottom line, not very many down-the-roster guys are getting big opportunities for playing time, okay? In my mind, it's understandable given that they're still installing everything and they need the vets to understand it. 
Okay, so that's where that's at on Bradley and I. Yeah, you know, we've all been wondering, what about this this guy, Reg Robinson? What about, you know, Bradley and I, the annihilator? Okay, we're kind of expecting him to be in the mix. But uh, like, like Hellman said, it makes a lot of sense. You know, there's a lot of – the reps are limited, right? So you got to get these vets up to par with this new defense, Mike Nolan and, and these guys. So – uh, what's your thoughts on, on this here? Are you surprised by this, Mike? No, not at all. I mean, you, you go watch Demarcus Lawrence's press conference interview. He said uh, the, that the players came together to create their own bubble because five hours a day isn't enough. So if that's not enough for veterans, it's not near enough for rookies, Joe, and uh, or, or for younger players, you know, one-year, two, two-year guys. And uh, – but there's still hope, you know, Mike McCarthy drafted this guy, you know, they just kicked out Jalen Jelks who Jason Garrett drafted. Um, so, you know, there, there's hope for them. They're going to hang on to them. There's 16 practice squad spots and uh, may, maybe just maybe uh, with the, with the beef up of this defensive line and the veteran presence on this D line, you know, maybe he could see that practice squad or maybe he does make a 55 man spot. But at the end of the day, David Hellman's absolutely right, Joe. Uh, there's just not enough time to give these rookies that are later draft picks. Obviously, C.D. Lamb, Navelle Gallimore, you know, these high uh, draft picks, Trayvon Diggs. Obviously, it's not for them because the expectation's there. But once you go on, down the ladder of these draft picks, snaps, yeah. Joe, minimal. Yeah, the snaps are premium. So, yeah, these down-the-roster guys, it's going to be uphill battle. But, you know, maybe maybe he'll make some noise here. The blue-white scrimmage coming at the end of the month is going to be huge. Let's see who makes some moves there. All right. Uh, let's continue on here with the conversation. Okay. Talking about the defense, sticking on, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, you know, we talk about this defense needs to be opportunistic. We need to get more turnovers. All right. And we are kind of seeing that in training camp. Got a good report here about the turnovers that are going on here in camp right now. This is also from Dave Hellman. If I've got the numbers right, the Dallas defense has tallied six interceptions and one forced fumble across various various periods of the four practices. Francis Bernard, the undrafted rookie out of Utah, that's Bradley and I's uh, teammate, uh, leads the way with two interceptions. Anthony Brown has one interception and one forced fumble. Cheeto, Xavier Woods, Donovan Wilson all have one interception. Trayvon Diggs narrowly missed one on Friday, so you like to see these numbers. They are going up, Mike. You and I talked about this, uh, uh, you know, early on in the, uh, you know, leading up to camp, you know, what to watch. And one of them was this defense needs to get more turnovers, right? And we kind of had a prediction. How many how many interceptions do we need to get to be elite? You'd like to see these numbers here, Mike. What's your thoughts on the turnovers so far? Yeah, my number was 25, but I meant to say 15 if you go back and watch that show. But <laughs> yeah. 15, there was a five. I, I was reading notes wrong. 15 um, turnovers is what you kind of want plus, right? Plus, 15 plus. And, uh, no, it, it's good. And, and this is culture right here. You know, this – what you know, in order to crawl – in order to walk, you got to crawl first. You know what I mean? And right now, this practice, this is your crawling before you start walking on the field to taking balls away. And you have to develop that early, Joe. And for the coaching staff, Mike Nolan and his defensive staff, to start creating this culture that the ball is important, yeah. it's huge. It's very huge. 
Yeah, it is, man. It, it is a huge thing, and we got to be elite defense. We got to be better than good. You know, that's that's something we've been, you know, pounding the table on. Okay, so good information there coming out of camp. The the defense, I think they're getting taught different schemes, different ways to get the ball. You know, uh, so I, I do like that news very much. Let's go ahead and take a look at some some more news here. You know, what's the word on uh, John V. Johnson or Cedric Wilson? We have that information here for you guys as well. Check this out here. All right. What about this player here? And we're talking about we're going to take a look at Cedric Wilson news. Okay. This is coming from Michael Gelkin. As a whole, the defense seems to be a step ahead of the offense and early going, but wide receiver Cedric Wilson. Had an active day, strung together consecutive catches from Andy Dalton in team period, also caught multiple Dak Prescott passes in the red zone. Okay, so lots to kind of unpackage here, but you know you do like to hear this good news from from uh, Cedric Wilson because we're talking about who's going to be the number four and number five uh, wide receiver on this roster, right, Mike? So you kind of want to hear one of these guys is kind of coming into his third year now he's got to make that leap right so Cedric Wilson what's your thoughts on him getting some looks like he's doing well so far we all knew the the talent for Cedric Wilson was there the problem with Cedric Wilson was the health report he, he always got hurt some form or fashion and we we know the talents there but it's up to him to get his to keep his body right now. Obviously, freak accidents can happen, like Gerald McCoy getting stepped on and falling back, tearing a quad. But you know, as long as he stays healthy and he's productive in camp, because there's no preseason, absolutely. You know, I'm comfortable with it because we knew the talent was there, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of some going uh, circling back to the linebackers here and Francis Bernard. Um, we got some information on him. You know, we, we talk about he had two interceptions. So yeah. um, that's a good thing there. Let, let's let's follow up on him now. Francis Bernard, undrafted rookie out of Utah. So the, more from Michael Gelkin on uh, Francis Bernard. Here's the Cowboys undrafted rookie linebacker. Francis Bernard, after capping practice with his second interception in as many days, he picked off quarterback Clayton Thorson in this one to close out you know, the, the, the team period. So, man, the question in, in the comments, Francis Bernard beat out. Uh, it's going to be uh, in Justin March, right? So we're talking about Justin March. So you got to think that he's making a serious push here. I think this is where the battle really begins. You know, I see obviously Sean Lee, Joe Thomas, they're making it. And I think where the action it starts, Mike, and we kind of talked about this in the camp battles, Justin March, staving off somebody like uh, Francis Bernard, and he's making a play for that that spot. Mike, what, what's your thoughts here on, on uh, Francis Bernard so far? I like it. I, I really do. He, he already has two practices. He had five at Utah as a whole, just three years there at Utah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of beat writers out there that like Francis Bernard. A lot of them are his pet cats. So it, it, there's, it's not a shocker. You know, you're always going for the underdog. You're always looking for that next rumble. You know, the Miles Austin, the Cole Beasley, you know, the undrafted guy. Who's going to step up? Stephen Jones said that in, in a press conference. Um, you know, we're looking for undraft. No one's, you know, penciled out just because there's no preseason games. We're always looking to get this roster updated. So if Francis Bernard can keep this consistency going, 
I don't see why he can't make this football team. Absolutely. You know, and, and for me, I kind of thought he's going to have to really make a push on special teams, but I think you're getting everything you want. I think he's checking all the boxes. You know, he's going to be one of these aces in your special teams, you hope. Uh, big hitter, very violent player. You know, when he hits you, you're going to feel it. Um, not the fastest, obviously, but very smart. He knows where to sit in the zone and jump around and get these interceptions. Like you said, five interceptions at Utah really made that defense what what that was there with a nine and uh and those guys over there right so right could be a steal for us and i could i i wouldn't be surprised if he pushes you know just some march off here so let's see what happens here man continuing oh, yeah. continuing on with linebackers mike let's see what the latest is here on some of the other linebackers here in particular uh lve all right what's the latest update on leighton vanders how is he looking at camp what's the word so we're going to break that down for you guys here right now. All right. This comes from Michael Gelkin as well. Cowboys linebacker Leighton Vanderish looks the part as the Mike linebacker. Okay. Highly vocal, gets teammates lined up, quick himself to diagnose and react. If he stays healthy, this can be his defense. Okay. So let, let's hit about, let's, let's touch on this first part from Michael Gelkin and we'll, we'll hit up the second part of this. But Mike, LVE. Looking good. We, we heard Jane Slater report that he was looking strong earlier in, in camp as it kicked off. And, and here we are. He knows taking the mic in the mic position and that green dot on the helmet. So he's going to be, you know, calling the plays like they said there and getting everybody lined up. So what's your thoughts here on Leighton Vanderesh right now, where he's at in camp? You know, I go back to his press conference, man. The guy was serious in it, Joe. Uh, you know, Leighton Vanderesh. The last couple of years that we've seen him as a player, he's always laughing, smiling. That press conference, he was serious. He's ready to take on this Mike, this Mike linebacker because you got to be vocal. The players got to take you seriously because that's the quarterback of the defense, that linebacker spot. He, he, he brings in the plays from Mike Nolan to the players, and he has to make sure that all the players are set pre-snap. So players have to respect him and take him seriously. And for Leighton Vanderesh to get this opportunity, I don't think he will fail at it, Joe. The comments here, that the tweet that you're putting up here says health. That's the only thing that could backtrack this guy is if the, this neck somehow starts to flare up again. Yeah, that's where we're at. You know, the, this is really the, the the big part of here. If he stays healthy, this can be his defense. And, and that's what we want. We want these guys to stay healthy. But we, we have already seen teams around the league – starting to incur big injuries. So uh, let's see if the Cowboys can make it through this attrition of the roster turn and, and keep it going. Uh, the second part there is just more of a follow-up of Francis Bernard, uh, you know, just giving more kudos to him. So looking good there at the linebacker position. I, I like where they're at right now. Uh, I'm not worried about it. I do like the depth as well. You know, Joe Thomas and this this young kid, I think he, he's, he's looking good too, Mike. In my Frisco report notes, I have it highlighted in bold. Do not sleep on Francis Bernard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you can't you can't sleep on him because there's always that one storyline that pops off. So, we'll, we'll we'll see how that looks here in the coming weeks. Um, now, let's talk about the defensive tackle position. Okay, we know that you know we lost McCoy. He's out. He's on IR. He's not coming back. I hope, you know, they're hoping for him to come back in 2020. Now, who takes that lead dog now? Who's who's going to be that that new guy there? So 
let's take a look at this information here. Some information notes on Tristan Hill. Check this out, everybody. Michael Gelkin. In his first practice without Gerald McCoy, it was clear that 2019 second-round pick Tristan Hill will be given every opportunity to show he's ready for expanded role on the Cowboys' defensive line. It's up to him now to seize that chance. He'll play 121 defensive snaps as a rookie. All right, Mike. So for the Cowboys, it looks like they're giving him that shot. You know, not not so much Tyron Crawford, Novell Gallimore still coming along as as the rookie. I'm sure all I'm sure all three they'll be, you know, um, contributing in some sort of fashion. But but to see Tristan Hill making strides you know, even leading up to McCoy's injury. And now that they're giving him the, the, you know, pretty much they're giving him the keys here. Like, okay, man, it's it's your time to shine. So what's your thoughts on where Tristan Hill was last year and where he's at now? What's, what's your gut feeling on Tristan Hill right now, Mike? Tristan Hill, it's I, t- I got to talk to him at training camp. Great guy, by the way. But there, there was concerns of some maturity. Uh, there was some concerns about, um, you know, learning the defense, keeping weight on, things of that sort. And for him to get the shot first, the ball's in his court. It's only up to him to mess this up. And, uh, and you know, we just talked about how minimal and, and, and important reps are right now. And so, if, I mean, one mess up, Navel Gallimore is a third-round pick, more, more of a guy that Mike Nolan's looking for, right? That's why they drafted him. So – the ball's in Hill's court. It's up to him to 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 lock that position down and make Novell Gallimore be a rotational guy, Joe. Yeah, it's good. it should be a good rotation. You know, you do you do take a step down, obviously from a from an All Pro like uh, like Gerald McCoy. So, but you know they are gonna they are gonna roll with what they have right now. You know, it, it doesn't look like they're right now anyway looking to go sign a vet or make a trade. So. I think they're going to give it a look right now and see how this looks, you know, at the end of, of this deal here. So they got a couple of days left, you know, um, they had 20 days left. Here's another week that's coming. We're about ha- almost done with this week. So time is running out and we'll see how it shapes up. Reps are minimal. You got to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. These reps are premium. Uh, a little bit more here on Tristan Hill, um, and this is coming from David Hellman. Uh, I don't want to do that thing where we hype a guy too much based on limited practice reps, exactly what we're talking about, right, guys? Right. But I will say that Tristan Hill is getting a lot of opportunities to go against quality players, and he doesn't look like he's out of his depth. It looks like an encouraging start, in my opinion. So this tweet here from David Hellman, very, very encouraging because – we're not talking about Tristan Hill going up against third teamers. He's going quality, you know, competition against your first and second team guys, obviously. So you do like that, you know, holding his own against, you know, these guards, um, whoever he's going up against. And Connor Williams it looks like he's back in the mix there at left guard, and uh, your you know your center Joe Looney and, and Beatish. So I do like that. I do like that very much, Mike. What, what's your thoughts here on on Tristan Hill looking good against these? you know, other upper echelon players on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Nick White in the comment section said it best. Hopefully Hill isn't the next taco. And uh, and we don't want Hill to be the next taco. And, you know, steel st- sharpens steel, Joe. And if Hill applies himself 
like like David Hellman is saying that he is, Hill can only get better from here because he has it right there based off limited practice reps, right? It's up to Hill. Again, steel sharpens steel, and it's time uh, for Hill to – he's a second-round pick. He's our only pick a couple of years ago, right? It's time for him uh, to uh, to go and go make a name, go make a household name. Put Hill on the Hollywood lights. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. You know, second-round pick, let, let's uh, let's make that uh... – Let's make it happen. Let's let's reap the the rewards there. So, some other news here. Let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. What is going on with the offensive tackle? The depth there. Okay, so let's take a look at this because we got some guys that are out right now. A lot of them, and it looks like the Cowboys are uh, are going to make a move here. So, let's first discuss the offensive line, everybody, and where we're at. Okay. Michael Gelkin, right tackle Lyle Collins and swing tackle Cam Irvin have been absent from team drills in camp thus far. Irving has yet to attend. Okay, that's that's a red flag for me already. There, there's been no greater beneficiary than Wyatt Miller, okay, who gained valuable experience working against Demarcus Lawrence. Lawrence continues his strong camp, okay. So Michael Gelkin kind of talking about where they're at right now and, you know, What's your thought here on we know we kind of know why Lyle Collins is out. He's kind of recovering from something that's you know not supposed that isn't serious. But this other guy here, Cam Irvin, yet to attend camp, yet to do anything. What what's what's your gut feeling on here? We're talking about you know these snaps. You got limited snaps, and he's not even a very good player, to be honest, to, to start with. So what's your thoughts here on, on Cam Irvin slow to get out the gate right now? It, it, it's alarming for sure because they don't have that many practices until we face the Los Angeles Rams, Joe. And uh, I, I don't want White Miller. Yes, D. Law's talent is is great, A, but White Miller. I mean, there was reports that D. Law could have had five sacks today, right? On, on this guy here. I mean, you have to try at least win one battle, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's alarming. L.A. Rams is knocking on the door. They they aren't gonna wait for anybody. It's not for a right tackle. So you know, Lyle Collins got to get healthy and and ease them in so we don't get re-injure anything. And and Cam Irving, I don't even know who the guy is except that he played for the Browns. Uh, I mean, there's nothing that and that he got in a fight with David uh, uh David Irvin, you know, with the Browns. You know what I'm saying? So uh, right tackle right now. Huge question mark, Joe. Huge question mark. Yeah, yeah, not not good there by Cam Irvin. Just he's you know former first round bust from the Browns, like we said. Uh, but they did make a, a corresponding move, you know. Okay, so they did bring in a tackle here, and we're gonna break that down here right now. So talking about the depth, the Cowboys did sign an offensive tackle to put in the mix because they're so short right now, and they signed offensive tackle Pace Murphy. Depth with Lyle Collins and Cam Irving not practicing right now. Okay. So Pace Murphy. So a little bit of background on Pace Murphy. Yeah, came out in the 2016 NFL draft. Um undrafted. Okay. So um there wasn't really he didn't even pop up on any draft guides. Not he, he wasn't in my Dame Brugler, the beast. He wasn't in that 2016. I went back and looked in there. He's not in there. So 
you know, on the very low end, undrafted player type of guy. He's kind of bounced around the league here, one-year deals here and there, most recently coming from the XFL. So, yeah, so it's kind of an unknown guy here that they're kind of more of – I think this is more of a cat body situation, right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Cowboys signed him to a two-year deal, Joe. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like you said, bouncing around the league. Um, but, again, I mean, Wyatt – why is it do anything? Can this guy come in and, and stop tank? Can can they, you know, uh, stop whoever the LA Rams are sending to us? Um, you know, the stuff's scary, man. They, they got to get this stuff figured out. They got to start getting players healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Or, or else we're going to start talking about the musical chairs. You know, do you, if, if Lyle Collins isn't quite ready or if you sustain an injury during the season, who then becomes that guy? It, it, um, for me, I'm not, I'm not sold on, on Irving, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more Brandon Knight might be that swing guy and maybe even the loser of the Connor Connor fight, you know, is it Connor Williams or Connor McGovern? Maybe that, maybe they look at him. All right. So we'll keep yeah. an eye on that one, guys. That's a very, posi- a very important position. You got to have that offensive tackle depth in, in this day and age. So uh, we're going to close out the new, the notes of training camp here with this last one. And then we'll start taking questions and comments and let's get into this here, right here. Last note here of the training camp. And this comes up, this is more of a Tristan Hill, John Vay Johnson. Okay. So this comes from Kyle Yeomans, DallasCowboys.com. I think Tristan Hill is going to be up for the challenge. Okay. Offensive tackles worry me a little, but maybe it's because this pass rush is that much better. Yeah. No doubt about that. The fourth wide receiver battle adds a new piece each day. Today it was John Vay Johnson. Okay. So. Very interesting uh, topics here, you know, that we covered today. You know, we talked about Tristan Hill, Kyle Yeomans, you know, kind of backing up what uh, Dave Hellman said earlier as well, that, you know, he looks like he's ready to take on this challenge. It's, this isn't uh, a situation that's that's big, that's so big or the lights are too big for him. So you do appreciate that, Mike. And obviously, you know, Kyle Yeomans uh, further – a little bit concerning, like what we're talking about there with the offensive tackles. But Mike, John Bay Johnson makes a little pop up here. You know, we talked about Aaron Parker. We talked about, uh, you know, Cedric Wilson. And now John Bay Johnson's in the mix again here. He kind of disappeared. We're not hearing anything about Devin Smith. So this battle for the fourth and fifth wide receiver is is going to be ferocious. I love it, man. What's your thoughts here on, on uh, John Bay Johnson, Mike? Competition competition you know they, they know that the wide receiver room's already packed and they know there's only if i'm john if i'm cedric wilson if if i'm johnson i'm looking around this wide receiver room and i'm like i know three that's gonna make it you know i don't want to be on a practice squad i want to be on the field on game day and uh it's competition man you know they're, they're, yes they're teammates but at the end of the day they're diehard competitors and that's why they're playing football and uh, right now is where you battle your brother and you got to get that starting position and not surprised at all, but they got to be consistent. They got to be consistent, but I'm, I'm loving the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Competition is, is gold, man. It's, it's gold. So um, appreciate everybody that is in the chat box. Everybody's watching live. We'll take some comments and, and uh, questions now. Let's go ahead and take a look at here yet. Uh, yeah, Brandon Knight is practicing. He's a, at the left tack position. Uh, I've seen him rotating with uh, Tyron Smith. So Brandon Knight, he is out there. Um, 
Texas Bread Cow. What's up, guys? Long time no see. Yeah, so, you know, every Tuesday night is the Frisco Report, guys. So, great stuff here. Any news on Conor McGovern? You know, McGovern is working his way back into this here. But right now, you know, they've, they've given the, uh, the primary snaps to Conor Williams. Okay, so what is the battle there? Is there a battle? Like like we've been kind of been, you know, hammering away here. These these snaps are, are uh, premium snaps. So how, many, how much do they give? Is there going to be legitimate battles here? Looney, Beatish, Conor Williams, Conor McGovern, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the, there's battles. You know, Mike Mike McCarthy is evaluating everybody. Yeah, he's he's spending a lot of time with the quarterbacks because he's a quarterback guru. But you know, he he has people talking to him. You know, Joe Philbin's right there on his hip and saying, you know, hey, we, you know, they're they're evaluating everything, and Joe Philbin's in charge of this offensive line, and I know they're going to put the best five out there here in just what three weeks against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Got a question here from Cowboys fan 421. Salute to you, brother. Uh, Mike, do you think that, that we should go after Maurice Hurst, the defensive tackle from the Raiders? No, uh, let's let, let's hold off on that, right? Because, you know, I just talked about you don't want Hill being the next taco. You know, they just invested in, in Neville Gallimore. You, you got a, a versatile guy in Tyron, Crawf in Tyron Crawford. Um so, you know, and Don Terry and Poe's active off the pub list now. He can start participating yeah. in things. Yeah. So let, let's hold off on looking and searching. I don't want to know another Earl Thomas, Jamal Adams thing for the defensive line now. You know what I'm saying? So let's just hold off on things. Let's give the talent that these coaches brought in, these coaches are evaluating. Let's give this talent a fair shake. Yeah, and that's what I think they're going to do. You know, if they do look outside the team – or check the waiver wire, it's going to come down towards a more early September, you know, mid-September before this thing is getting down to the nitty-gritty. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Box of Cards production, top three most important players on defense and offense, Mike. What's your thoughts there? Players on D and O? Oh, man, there, there's a lot. Top three? Most important players on defense and offense. You got to go with your Mike linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, your, your second round investment, and Trayvon Diggs. And uh, you got to go see what Tank Lawrence is going to look like standing up. You know, though those are those are three important pieces uh, that cover corner, linebacker, and the and, and the offense. Offense, the offense, obviously, uh, your most important player is Amari Cooper. You know, he's going to set the foundation early for Zeke, uh, for Dak. And then, uh, you know, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, these, these two guys, no. they got to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, they, they're important to your offensive line, right? I, I'm kind of yeah. talking groups here now. But Dak Prescott, that's my third one. He has to stay healthy, right? Yes, Andy Dalton could probably step in and do something for us, but I want Dak Prescott starting in there, and I want him pick-slinging pick that thing. Yeah, I agree. Dak Prescott's uh, atop my list there. You know, that, that's, that's your franchise quarterback, Andy Dalton. I mean, he can do some things, but to get over that and, and get you over, I think you need somewhere that uh, that knows these teams, the the players, you know, has that chemistry. Uh, Zach Martin, obviously, like you said, and Tyron Smith, you can't lose either one of them because the depth behind those guys it's just not good. You're going to suffer some things. You'll have to you you'll have to put a, a tight end over there to help out the backup, and then uh, it, it just becomes a chain reaction. So your offensive line for sure, defensively. 
uh, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, number one on my list as well. And uh, cornerback, Chido Wuzier for me. I can't lose him because you, you have a question mark there. I mean, they're still trying to figure out the player opposite of Cheeto right now. Right now, uh, for his part, Anthony Brown is, is actually turning heads and looking pretty good so far. So I think that's been a little bit of a surprise here, looking better than Worley, looking better than, than some of these other guys, even the rookies. So, you know, we'll see how, the, how this thing turns out. Um, but from my third defender, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the linebacker. Lane Van Der Esch, we saw when he was out, it was hard for Jalen Smith to pick up the slack as much as he could. You got to have him in there, okay? So, yeah, I totally agree there, Mike. Yeah, man. That, that's a great question. I appreciate that. You know, Robbie Rafford, uh, do you think they'll sign someone else on D-line, okay? I um, I think they will eventually, you know, to, to fill that defensive tackle position, Uh I don't know if it'll be more of a camp body type of person or, you know, do they make a, a trade for somebody, like throw a fifth-round pick at somebody and, and bring another uh, player in here. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, if they do add somebody on the defensive line, it's going to be at defensive tackle. I think you're pretty stacked at the end position right now. You know, you have a good mix of uh, Everson Griffin coming into the fold here. He, he's a baller. Alden Smith, he's looking crazy, uh, unblockable. You know, they keep saying that these guys have been looking unblockable at times, so you like to hear that. So if they do, it'll be somebody at the defensive tackle position, in my opinion, Robbie. Appreciate the question, buddy. Uh, I, I uh, echo everything Joe says on that. Thank you, Bobby. That's or Robbie. Funny. What else we got in here, guys? Nick White, I see McGovern taking over right guard. Right guard? Nah, that's the gob, baby. Zach Martin's not going anywhere, man. And what do you mean, right tackle? Uh, right tackle? Um, possibly. Yeah, I mean, he has. So McGovern has played all over the place on this. Uh, you know, at at, at uh. Oh no, he said sorry. State. Left guard. Left guard. Yeah. Left guard. Yeah. So left guard. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a battle for sure. Right now, Connor Williams is getting those uh those snaps back in. In the play there, so we'll see, man. I think they got a good mix there, but they got to figure it out, man. You know, Connor Williams, yeah, he can play tackle, greedy vegan, yeah, for for sure. You know, there are they kind of talking about, you know, could he be the future left tackle if Tyron Smith, you know, ends up retiring or or, or can't can't finish his contract? So, well, we'll keep an eye on that one there. Uh, love Gallimore's motor, yeah, man. He definitely has a motor, and it's 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 showing up. You know, it, it is showing up there. So you're not hearing too much on Gallimore yet, but you are hearing it from the players. You know, they are commenting that that they like uh, that motor, just like you said. An animal. Agree. An animal, you know. Uh, yeah, so Tyrone Crawford speaking very well of him. So you do like to hear that. So don't nobody should be sleeping on Gallimore either. I think you no. got a good combination with Hill and Gallimore. I think we'll be okay. The guy had the fastest 40 at his size and his class, like in the whole yeah. entire freaking combine. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Appreciate the questions coming in, man. What else you got? Keep com keep on with those comments, guys, and questions. Uh, Andrew Hinojosa, uh, he says, uh, how do you think Dak and his QB coach getting along? Uh, is Dak doing something new with this – delivery uh Dak, Dak's gonna be Dak you know he he really mm -hmm. believes in, in in the quarterback kitchen mechanics there down in Florida 
Uh, and Doug Neuschmeyer, our former tight end coach, is now uh, his quarterback coach, right? So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to do what Dak loves best and then maybe t- tweak it a little bit. And that's what Mike McCarthy's there for, right? Doug Neuschmeyer used to be a quarterback. Kellen Moore used to be a quarterback. Mike McCarthy has a long history of coaching quarterbacks. So Dak's in the perfect position off his delivery. You know, there's really not a lot being showed on that. So I really can't speak on that. Joe, what do you think? Um, yeah. So for, for the quarterback coach, yeah, Doug Nosmeyer is the, he's got the title, right. But I think in reality, this thing is, is Mike McCarthy. You, you, you're seeing a lot of Mike McCarthy on the sideline working with the quarterbacks. He's not just sitting back. I mean, he, he obviously is looking at everything from a, a vantage point, but you are seeing Coach McCarthy doing one-on-one, talking to the quarterback through the drills. You'll notice that. Um, and that's why you call him the quarterback whisperer. You know, he's worked with the very, very best. McCarthy's worked with Joe Montana, uh, Coach Bill Walsh over there with the 49ers, uh, you know, uh, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. So it's – uh. It's pretty cool, man. I think it's a it's an interesting deal that he's worked with the very best, proven quarterbacks, proven systems, and that's what you're seeing. Yeah, it is Doug Nussmeyer, but think about it more as it's really Coach McCarthy, uh, in, in my opinion there. But good, great question, Andrew. Do appreciate it from you. Donnell you, Jenkins. Andrew. With McCoy out, Hill will have more eyes on him. If he plays good this year and next, how scared would you be to give a contract with his work ethic in question? All right. So for this one, Donnell, I think it's more about, yeah, you got you definitely has to show it, right? You got to give us a, a, a pattern here of consistency uh, that we can trust you with this, and you're not going to be like an Albert Hainsworth, right? <laughs> you don't want that Albert Hainsworth type of player where you pay him the money and then he disappears, right? Yeah, we see this all around the league. You know, you just kind of sometimes you just don't know um, if it's going to be that type of player. So it's something to monitor. I don't think we have to worry about it right now, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Hopefully, hopefully that's a problem that we have to answer. You know, hopefully the uh, Hale is becoming that person that uh, is being very disruptive and helping the defense for sure. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, first of all, shout out to Donnell Jenkins. I mean, th- this guy hasn't missed a show yet, especially a live show. And uh, so shout out to you, Donnell Jenkins. Appreciate that. But, you know, he, he, we still got a couple of years, right? And there, there's no guarantees that even if he plays well, he's going to get one after the third year. Maybe he has to play on that on that fourth year. And then there's still franchise tags that go in place, too. So the Cowboys will know exactly what they got when that time comes. They just don't hand out money to players, right? Uh, we've seen a lot of players c- come, have success, and leave without a contract. DeMarco Murray being one of them. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. But work ethics in question, so he has a lot to prove on that. You know, you just can't keep getting write-ups and expect a promotion. So, um, I don't know. Work yeah. ethics in question, and they're, they're going to take care of that. Yeah, yeah, great question there, Donnell. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, this comes from Blue Star. Joe, Mike, who would you like to see the Cowboys go after to really help compete for that backup right tackle spot? Well, I would like Lyle Collins to get healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, yeah. Cam Irvin get healthy. You know, that, that that that's in a perfect world. But, you know, experience related, yeah, I, I just said I don't know a lot about Cam Irving. Um, 
But, you know, if, if the Cowboys believe Mike McCarthy and his crew believe, you know, that's the guy because he has experience, right? Because a lot of these guys that came in here under Jason Garrett, they never had experience. I mean, look at Chaz Green. Uh, Cam Cameron Fielding had uh, Cameron Fielding had some experience, but really not enough. Um, yeah, he started in a Super Bowl, um, things of like that. But he, there was just wasn't enough. Cameron Fielding has that experience, in my opinion, Joe. And uh, I, I think that uh, that's the guy I would want. Who has the most experience? Who can just make maybe fill in for one or two games and have success? I'm going with uh, with Irving there. Yeah, I. For me, I think that uh, I think they'll go in house before they go outside. Um, you know, obviously, you would have to scrounge the league and see who's available out there. Could you could you throw a, a you know a mid to late round pick off somebody and, and take somebody's right tackle? But right tackle is quickly becoming just a premium position as the left tackle. You gotta you know the pass rush is coming from both sides now in the NFL. You know so. The old adage of you got to have that left tackle. He's the most important. That that right tackle position is is quickly becoming that same kind of deal. So, you know, these teams won't want to give up a right tackle cheap. You know, and if you are getting somebody cheap, they're probably not that good. So for me, Cowboys, yeah, I think go in-house. Um, I For me, I don't want Cam Irving. He's just not good. Too many false starts with the Chiefs last year complete bust with the Browns. I think more he's more of a camp body for me, but, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be Brandon Knight. I think he's been doing pretty well last camp. He's looking good right now as well. And obviously, whoever loses that left guard position has that um, in, in, their, uh, in their bag of tricks. You know, they can play that tackle position, McGovern or Connor Williams. So I think we'll be okay right there, but it's just about getting through camp and, and, and things like that. So we, we've, we've been hearing that Dak Prescott, you know, has been getting a lot of rush in his face. So they're having a little bit of a problem, you know, executing some of these plays because there's just too much of rush coming at them. So that's kind of crazy. It's good for the defense, but for the offense, it's becoming a little problematic, Mike. Hey, it's a good problem, though. It's a good, good problem, problem to have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's see what else we got here in the chat box. Appreciate everybody here that is watching live. Make sure you hit like on this video, guys, if you're enjoying the comment, the content, and everything we're talking about tonight. Hit like on that video, guys. Absolutely. Let's see what else we got here, man. Just to answer uh, Andrew's question here, he said, uh, how was the cap space affected by McCoy being released? He, he gets $3 million. The Cowboys saved three point five. just to answer that real quick. Okay, I'm I'm trying to go through these as well. Appreciate all all the questions, guys. Try, I'm trying to catch catch up here. I uh, got one here from Haley Ware. This is a good one. Is there something there with Francis Bernard? Two interceptions in two days. Is he the real deal? So yeah, this is definitely what you'd like to see, my uh, Haley Ware. So you know we we saw this with uh, Luke Gifford, and we saw it with. Uh, you know, obviously with, with um, Donovan Wilson at the safety position, and they kept the players, right? They didn't let them walk. So I think Francis Bernard is is definitely on that. He's on that track, you know? And who's, whose spot is he going to take? For me, the low-hanging fruit right there at that linebacker position is probably Justin March, okay? So does he have enough to, to keep him off? I don't know, man. He's looking, he's looking really good, man. He's looking really good. What, what's your thoughts, Mike? I think that's a great point. Um, you know, 
I'm not hearing a lot of buzz around, you know, Luke Gifford. You know, it does Mike McCoy, it's a whole new coaching staff, a whole new defensive coordinator, a lot of new defensive staff. So, you know, how does Luke, uh, Luke Gifford look? You know, I mean, there's a lot of question marks. And best ability is availability on all sides of the ball. And if you're making turnovers and you're available, you got a good shot at making this football team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Comment here from Nick White. Heard Zeke is back to his college weight. Do you see him getting more 20-plus yards this year compared to the last two? So, he only had four last year. Yeah, he, he yeah he, he didn't have much last year. and then the, But early in his career, especially his rookie year, he just went off. So And they asked him that in his press conference. He said that he's, been, he's trying to work on making people miss in an open space. So you're talking about linebackers safeties and cornerbacks right the, those those second level players he's got to make them miss a little bit more um so man yeah that, that's great he does look really he looks good man zeke looks really good out there looking lean looking mean yeah i mean zeke's coming off what a year or two in this contract extension um so yeah you you want you want your franchise running back to you know to to number one be healthy and uh, to take care of his body, right? We all know the, the life expectancy of a running back in the National Football League. A lot of them quit at the age of 28. Um, so nowadays, you know, running backs really got to take care of their body. What Adrian Peterson's doing is not heard of in, in, in the National Football League at the running back position. And in order to take care of your body, and even what Emmett Smith did, right? But he wasn't hit a lot. He had holes semi-trucks could drive through, right? Yeah. So – uh, you know, you got to take care of your body as a running back. Keeping weight down is less strain on joints. Uh, so it's really a positive direction for Zeke Elliott. Yeah, for sure. Got a question here from A. Lavelle. Do you think McCoy will be back next year? So, you know, from what we're hearing right now, you know, we have like a long ways to go. But the interest looks mutual. You know, uh, McCoy says he wants to. Stephen Jones says he wants to. So we'll see how this thing ends up. You know, I, I would love to have McCoy back next year myself, but uh, you know, it was all a business deal. You know, I, I you know, we we kind of understand that it can be kind of cruel at times, but at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. You know, and we've seen some of the best people get cut and waived in, in previous seasons. But uh, what what do you think, Mike? You think he'll be back next year? If there's mutual interest and no team, you know, tries to aggressively pursue a guy literally coming off a quad injury. Uh, he just had surgery today, then I, I think he will be back with the Cowboys because it gets him out of that three-year deal, and you could probably structure a one-year deal together for probably even cheaper. Yeah. I like this question here because this is something that we're seeing more under McCarthy already. And this is, you know, Blue Star in Texas, 73. Love seeing running backs getting into the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're seeing Tony Pollard doing a little bit more wheel routes and actually running wide receiver routes. Zeke Elliott, obviously, that's a part of his game that he mentioned that he wants to work on, pass catching, you know. And, uh, I mean, Ezekiel is saying he needs to work on his pass game, but he had like, I think one season, it might have even been last, he had like 70-something uh, catches. So he definitely has it in his game. Tony Pollard obviously has it in his game as well. It is exciting because it's another wrinkle, right, Mike? We talk about wrinkles that the Cowboys are going to, implore this season and we talked about that you know way early in the offseason this uh this conversation of utilizing tony pollard in the passing game and ezekiel elliott too right mike 
Absolutely. You know, you want to, you want to be, you know, you don't want to be one dimensional offense, right? You, you want to, uh, you don't want to be stale either. So you, I mean, you got to make, you got to do creative things because we might not see this until when it matters, right? The Cowboys are de- designing these plays and they probably won't call them till when they need it to throw a defense off because defense study film 24 seven, right? And so um, they won't be familiar with these cer- certain kind of designs, these set of plays, et cetera, right? So you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket to start the season. But I think eventually maybe midway through the season, you start seeing Tony Pollard and Zeke getting more involved in the pass game. Now screens, those are going to happen all day. Uh, out routes from your running backs in a T formation, uh, in a 13 personnel, those are going to happen too. So, um, But to take the big bulk of things off, um, I think you'll see it later on in the year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, Mike. Uh, I got this, this question here is a, it's a fun one here. Uh, this comes from Tree Trips. How do you how do the other NFC East teams defenses stack up against our offense? What's your thoughts there, Mike? It's a good question. Uh, the Redskins, they drafted number 99 over there. Oh, crap. Not the Redskins. The Washington football team. <laughs> they drafted uh, yeah. Chase Young. Number ninety nine over there. That, that's a guy to be to be record. That that's a guy that can give your offensive line problems. I mean, that's if he really clicks um, with the National Football League, this guy can really be something special. Um, and then you, I, I look at the Giants. I, I really don't see nothing special over there with their defensive line. Um, and then uh, the Eagles. We we all know who they got over there, um, and that they've been consistently, you know, giving us trouble for for a couple of years now. So. Uh, I think the only real new addition in the NFC East is Chase Young, and I and, and I and I think that that really can cause a huge uh, difference in, in a lot of things. Just one player against her offensive line. Yeah, yeah. When when I when I look at the the defenses in NFC East, um, you know, I think they all kind of have uh, their their strengths and weaknesses. Some have better secondaries. Some have better defensive lines. Um, some have decent linebackers, but none of them have complete units. You know, I think they have a lot of chinks in the armor and that's what we're going to expose the heck out of them. So with, with the, with the, with the Washington football team, I, I really like that defensive line. I think they do a pretty good job of, of, uh, you know, corralling Ezekiel Elliott at, at times, um, you know, with a lot of those Bama boys, I mean, they've really, you know, beefed up that interior and, 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 and they do a good job of stuffing the run, uh, you know, not just the Cowboys, but other teams. But we still get ours. Let's let's not get it twisted. Zeke's still going to feast. But um, adding Chase Young into that defense, we'll see. Is he going to be a bust or is he going to be something legit? So, And then Ron Rivera, I think he'll have that defense uh, prepared. Uh, so that's where I think for defenses, for me, I think they'll be the ones that could potentially give us the most problem. For me, the Eagles, I think they're on the downside here. The program, I think it's gotten stale. I think that's just going downhill real quick. Uh, the Giants, it's kind of the big question mark, but uh, they don't have linebackers, you know, <laughs> and that secondary is not good. So um, I like taking advantage of those guys, but I think we stack up. I think we stack up good. Great question, guys. So I appreciate that one there. Any others here, Mike, that are popping off here before we cut out? We'll take a few more, guys. Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> Chase Young looking good in some clips I've seen. Yeah, he really is. Um, 
your thoughts on the defensive line coach, Jim Tomsula, Joe? Yeah, so um, Jim Tomsula, he's good, man. I mean, uh, he's really the one that elevated Alden Smith's play. And from everything we're hearing, the guys the guys love him. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, he's a big fan. And uh, Tyron Crawford, a lot of the guys are speaking really good about Jim Tomsula. So I think with anything, these guys are seeing real coaches that are able to uh, to elevate their play and give them a little bit more uh, nuance to their game. Not that Marinelli and these guys weren't, you know. I mean, we do have to credit Marinelli with getting uh, Demarcus Lawrence where he's at right now, okay. So uh, we, we can't throw shade on, on, on Marinelli, okay. So um, he did have his part. He did help. Lawrence. So, but Jim Tom Sula, man, I, I think he's a, I think he's a, he's a good, uh, a good coach there. What's your thought, Mike? Yeah, Jim Tom Sula. I, I think, uh, you know, he, he's not as old as, as Rod Marinelli and Rod Marinelli, Rod Marinelli as a defensive line coach itself and not a defensive coordinator can really wreak havoc in the league with the right, with the right personnel. Jim Tom Sula, he don't care who you are. He's going he's gonna to put you in the, in, in the right position to make plays. And that's the big difference. And that's why you're seeing Tank standing up and Alden Smith standing up. And you might only see uh, two, uh, you know, with three fingers on the ground. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think Jim can identify uh, strengths and weaknesses, but use those strengths to the advantage and not expose weaknesses. Yeah. Great question here from Texas Bread Cowboys 83. How do you guys think special teams will turn out? Who will be the most effective players on special teams? This is an awesome question, Mike. I'll let you roll with this one here first. Yeah. Effective players on special teams, right? And, uh, you know, they got – who they got pass cap? I know C.D. Lamb is catching some punts, right? Um, So you kind of want to see that playmaker go out there. You know, Des Bryant did it early in his career and and really and and really was effective with it. Uh, Experiment with it. You know, uh, C.D. Lamb's hard to take down. He's very elusive, um, good vision, looking downfield, you know, and running through, um, you know, following blockers. So, you know, that's a big impact player. You know, L.P. Latasor, you know, he's been there 15 years being a long snapper, number 91. Um, well, that's, I mean, you know, you, you, you need that season, that season stuff out there, but the, the, the main important piece right now on special team shows is Greg Zertline and, and, and how he, you know, does what this new team does with the new long, uh, you know, new snapper and all this, I mean, kicking field goals, is all about timing. You got to have that timing down and, uh, it's a whole new scene for Greg Zertline, but I, I think, um, he could be effective for special teams show. What you thinking? Yeah, so we, we talked about this as well. The special teams were dead last in the NFL. I mean, you can only go up from there. So we got Coach Fossil in here now, and, um, you know, we'll see what they do with, with the punter. I know a lot of people are asking about Chris Jones, and I, I'm I'm actually still kind of surprised they haven't brought in competition for that, but the roster's limited. We have to keep that in mind. So maybe with the waiver wire. But for me – uh, who's going to be the most effective players? I think obviously Mike, you know Zerline, he's going to be in there, and uh, I think you're going. I think you're going to love what you see out of Reggie Robinson, the rookie, and Francis yes. Bernard, the other undrafted rookie. That's what all this churning is about, you know. You, you know Vintel Bryant, he's he's a guy to keep an eye on. He had a strong finish at the end of the season last year in special teams. So let's not forget about Vintel Bryant, but. Uh, 
I like where they're at. I like where they're shaping this this thing up, you know, uh, keeping it fresh, bringing in new players and playmakers. So, you know, Reggie Robinson blocked a lot of kicks in college. I'm, I'm almost certain that the coach Fossil is looking at that as, hey, well, let's let's get some of that. Let's block some punts, some field goals, you know. Let's turn the ball over. Uh, that's going to be different in Big D. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> it's been way too long. Way Over too long. To spoiled milk. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't see anything else, Joe. I predict that Slay will be a bust for the Eagles. Yeah, he's he's getting beat by uh by D Jack over there, and uh, you know we saw uh you know a Gallup torched him. So they always the Eagles fans are always going to point to their uh, Slay kind of putting the 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 brakes on uh, Amari Cooper, but. He, he couldn't stop Gallup, you know, and, and we see I, – I, I, I'm not even worried about the Eagles, man, to be honest. I, I'm really no. not. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not. The, the games will be fun. They'll be close. But at the end of the day, I, I'm like I said, I think that program is on the down. I, I think they're getting uh, kind of over it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's getting stale over there in Philly. Yeah, guys. Filthy. But – uh. We do appreciate all you guys. I think Absolutely. we'll I think we'll cut it there. We usually go about an hour with a little a little bit over here, but the questions that you guys keep putting out there for us are just amazing. We really do appreciate the love, the growth, the growth. Uh, we see it with you guys and the numbers, the watches. We do appreciate you guys checking out the Frisco report on this Tuesday night. Hope you guys enjoyed the camp updates. Drew Pearson, what a night. You know that's that's some of the best news of the of the week. Okay, uh, any closing comments here, Mike? Before we cut out, no, 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 no closing comments. But yeah, you can obviously see see it in the in the in the viewership here, guys. We, I appreciate you, uh, you know, accepting me in here to Joe's channel and, and allowing me to talk football with him right here on the Frisco Report. So I, I appreciate you guys uh, accepting me in, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, hit that like button, everybody. Before y'all guys cut out, hit that like button. It helps the channel, helps the podcast out. But that's all we have right now. Mike, let them know where they can find you if they haven't already. Yeah, right here on YouTube, Cowboys Corner. Um, If you have a hard time searching it, go to underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter. Click on the link in in, in my bio, and it'll take you right to my channel, guys. I appreciate everything y'all do, and thank you for the viewership. Yeah, guys, appreciate all of you guys. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and share on this, and we'll catch you for the next video. Peace, everybody. Catch y'all later.